This is Anna from the Pop Prism Power Podcast, and this is the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizard. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 344 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. And I killed Sparky, too. (laughs) (laughs) And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagans. Hey, man, snoopers are going (laughs) to (laughs) snoop. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got a tiny bit of news to talk about, and then we're going to jump into a full review of season one of WandaVision. But before we get into all that, how's everyone doing this week? Aubrey, how the hell are you? I'm good. <laughs> got really nothing to report. WandaVision ended, so I have nothing interesting to care about. <laughs> <laughs> it's all just a dark cloud from this moment on. Boo. It is. It is. Understood. All right. Uh, Markellis, how are you this week? Uh, I got some good news for you, Aubrey. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier starts in a couple of weeks. So, yay. You know, <laughs> we'll have something else to talk about. Uh, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I was working on a video clip for the best of 2020 episode that we did like two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I really wanted to incorporate uh, Adam uh, into the video clips because there's video, there's little animations of you, me, and Aubrey and like X-Wings. But I'm like, I really want adam to be in there and like the millennium falcon so i spent like weeks drawing and coloring and and you know making an animation for adam but then when i finally finished the video it's only on screen for like half a second i just spent (laughs) i spent all of that time and it's like oh blip it's done but uh yeah that was uh that's what i've been working on when i'm not editing the show was trying to get that finished i was glad i finally got it done even though it's two months after we recorded the episode well, we all appreciate it, and people seem to love them. So keep them coming. Get back to work. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Joey? I'm good. I'm good. I uh, just, you know, working, sleeping, uh, still going to the gym. I am into week number two of going to the gym. This is week number three of uh, eating a little better. So, you know, things are going good. I'm down a total of eight pounds now. Wow. Nice. So. Keep it up and uh, yeah, just be clanging and banging three days a week right now at the gym and, and work and everything. So I don't know, just because that's what I needed in life was to add something else onto my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not you're not going to the movies anymore, so you might as well do something for now. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a few weeks. We might be reopening with some new movies coming out. So we'll see. But All right, guys, enough about us. Let's talk about us. Mark Ellis, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast? All right, so everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, You'll also find some movie reviews from yours truly. Find some Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu streaming picks from our buddy the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. You'll find our store there. We have new merchandise. Uh, Click on the T Public button. On the website, that brings you right to our store where you can purchase some sweatshirts, some coffee mugs, masks, all types of good stuff. Uh, Another great way to support our show is by doing your shopping through the Amazon link that we keep on the website. Click on the big A, do your shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our tiny little show. Uh, You can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're on there. Uh, You can find our show on a Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone. We're on Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora. We have a YouTube page with videos going up constantly from Adam Mollyhawk. We also have a Patreon where if you want to support us and receive bonus content from everyone here on the show, patreon.com backslash Podcast. 
a shout out to all of our podcasting family in the Geek World All-Stars Podcasting Network. Back to you, Joey. Take it or leave it, losers. That's what I wanted. <laughs> all right. Well, last week was a pretty good week for news. This week is lean and mean. So, Markellis, you tell me you have a few things to talk about, and let's do it. Let's drop the drop. Let's talk the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right. So this week in nerdy news, uh, nothing really. <laughs> the world. All has right. Been- <laughs> world's been pretty much consumed with uh, the finale of WandaVision. But there was a couple of trailers that dropped, uh, movies that we will probably be reviewing, maybe. Uh, The first one I wanted to talk about was uh, one that's coming to Netflix. It's a superhero movie, in a way. Uh, It's with Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer, uh, and it's called Thunder Force. They're two, I guess you could say, older women who get superpowers and try to stop crazy mutants or something that's happening in the streets. Uh, it's written and directed by Melissa McCarthy's husband, who I'm sure is a sweet guy. I'm sure he's a darling of a person, but man, I don't know how he keeps getting jobs. It's his, some of his movies are just atrocious. Um, and this one is coming out soon. So what did you guys think of Thunder Force? Let's start with Aubrey. Um, I really want to like it because I like Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer. Mm-hmm. I just think it's going to fall a little bit flat for me. Um, I do really like I liked um, the movie with Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock. So I'm hoping this would kind of have the same dynamic, but it doesn't have like rewatchability mm-hmm. to it. So I don't know. I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I really want it to work, but I just don't know if it's going to. Yep, I'm thinking the exact same thing. Uh, Joy, what about you? Well, um, I like Octavia Spencer, but uh, I fucking hate Melissa McCarthy. I don't think she's Is it because your parents called the cops on you? Uh, that <laughs> may be part of it, but um, that's a story for another time. But I hate Melissa McCarthy. I don't think she's funny. I don't think she's a good actress. Clearly, she's not hot. So, like, what point is there at all? To her existence for me, nothing. Um, uh, makes me sound like an asshole, but it's truth. Uh, yuck. I hate Melissa McCarthy. And I don't usually like most of the movies she's in. So I don't know. I'd rather probably have like a like 400-pound man rub his sweaty taint on my face than watch this movie. But I have a feeling you guys are going to make me watch it. So I know. I just happen to know a 400-pound man. So you know, maybe we can make something else happen that week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the movie. I'll take the movie. <laughs> Yeah, it does have Pom, I don't know how to say her last name, but she played Mantis in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, so she's in it. So that, that there's a plus. And uh, Jason Bateman is in it. I love Jason Bateman. But yeah, you know, um, Aubrey, like you were saying, she was good in The Heat with Sandra Bullock. I was trying to think of like really good Melissa McCarthy movies, and there's not a lot of them. And if you want to count the ones that are directed by her husband, that's that list is even smaller. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how this goes. Uh, maybe we'll review it. Maybe we'll just punish ourselves that week. But uh, it is coming out in about three weeks or so, because I remember looking at it on the calendar. So, uh, yeah, we'll oh, see. <laughs> we'll see. Schedule's if- really full. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> we'll see if Thunder Force is able to work its way into our packed schedule. All right, so then uh, another trailer dropped this week. Uh, This one, uh, a little bit more exciting. Uh, This one is called Without Remorse, and it stars Michael B. Jordan as a a military officer who's, uh, based on a trailer, his family gets killed and he's going out for revenge. This looks like a really kind of an old-school revenge thriller Uh, from Tom Clancy. So, you know, it's got that uh, military-slash-spy intrigue that he's usually known for. I don't know. I think the trailer looks cool. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is just a man. He will always uh, just be the coolest guy in the world to me. Uh, So I'm very psyched to see this. It looks like he's going to be kicking some ass and it looks like there's some good action in it. Uh, But what did you guys think of this trailer? Let's go back to Joey. Uh, I thought this trailer looked fucking awesome. (laughs) 
Nice. Ah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Michael B. Jordan's freaking fantastic, so he's good in anything, even fan-forstic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and the action looks really good. looks really well shot, so we'll see. I only watched about half the trailer because I didn't want to um, spoil it. I just wanted to give myself the, an impression of it yep. and then – you know, shut it off. I don't need to see like every action scene in the movie before I go to see it. So I, uh, and I knew you were going to make me watch it no matter what. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make you watch it. I'm just going to strongly suggest it. Oh, you're going to make me watch it. <laughs> um, so yeah, it looks cool. I love that it's a Tom Clancy uh, movie and they use that sound. So <laughs> <laughs> the high pitched squeal of the uh, night vision goggles going on is a like signature Tom Clancy thing from the splinter cell games. So to, to hear it in the trailer was like, yes, uh, yeah, I'm all in. It looks great. <laughs> Hopefully it uh, doesn't peter out at the end or have a shitty story, but in terms of action and the fact that Michael B. Jordan's awesome, uh, I'm all in. All right. All right. Aubrey, what about you? What did you think of this trailer for without remorse? Um, it feels like a trailer for stuff that I've watched probably a thousand times <laughs> in the past. And then I saw it was made by Tom Clancy and I was like, oh, the king of redoing the same idea over and over again. So, Arby, were you like, I've seen this before. It was called Jack Ryan. <laughs> Pretty much. So, it, yeah, it looks like something I've already watched. You know, Aubrey. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> You're going to be watching it again because it comes out April 30th. And uh, like I said, I will be strongly suggesting that that one does work its way into our already packed calendar of uh, movie reviews. So get ready. Who knows? You might even be surprised. It might not be like every other Tom Clancy action movie, but it will be. That's how he makes his money. He's dead, isn't he? how his estate makes their money <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah so that's it there's no really other big trailers nothing really big that came out just announcements of stuff that you know we'll probably talk about as we get closer to the release date but as far as news nothing else was happening this week so that's all i got all right well, we'll take a quick break and it's time to jump into season one of wandavision My name is Nicholas Haskins, and I'd like a moment of your time to tell you about the 5th Annual Livestream for the Cure. To do that, I brought along two people whom I couldn't do this event without, Gerald Morris and Dan Brennick. Over the past four years, the Livestream for the Cure has raised over $30,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. That contribution is helping to fund research into cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This year, we're aiming for our biggest goal yet as we try to raise $15,000 in 50 hours on the air. Tune in May 19th through the 23rd as we're joined live by podcasters and content creators from around the world. With your help, we can continue the fight for a future immune to cancer. Together, we can make a difference. And we are back. All right, guys, it's finally happened. March is here. We have actual content to talk about that people may want to hear us talk about. This is exciting stuff. We're starting it off with a full review of season one of WandaVision, the very first Marvel Cinematic Universe television show on Disney+. Plus. I'm not going to argue semantics with you guys about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Netflix shows, because if the Netflix shows wanted to be in the MCU, they should have taken five seconds and CG the fucking Avengers Tower in the skyline at any point across six seasons of television. But let's get into WandaVision. As always, we'll do some non-spoiler talk, and then Mark will play the drop, delineating spoilers. And if you haven't finished it, you can leave, and the rest of you can stay, and we'll talk more WandaVision. So to start, Aubrey, what did you think? Oh, I loved it. It was the only thing I looked forward to the entire time it was on. <laughs> All right, Mark Ellis, how about you? Yeah, I thought this was a big swing, and I think they pretty much connected for the most part. I would say it's like, it's exactly what I wanted it to be, and it's a little bit better than what I was hoping, uh, but it does have some issues. But it, all, all in all, it's pretty good. It's a, it's a really good first attempt at this Marvel MCU TV show business. 
Alrighty. Well, guys, is it possible to sew up TV show of the year and woman crush of the year within the first two months of the year? Because <laughs> the show ruled. <laughs> That's all there is to it. I fucking loved it. So this will be a tongue bath to the butthole of WandaVision review. I'm sorry, guys, but we all loved it pretty much. So that's the impressions. If you haven't finished, then get the hell out of here and go finish watching it. The rest of you stick around. Markellis is going to drop the drop and let's spoil WandaVision. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right, guys. As always, we'll start with the good. Markellis, what you like about the show? There is a lot of things that I liked about it. I kind of wrote them down and it's just the list just went on and on. But I will say (laughs) Elizabeth Olsen is amazing in this show. She is so good. And and there is no way that Kevin Feige or Joss Whedon would have known how amazing she was going to be going down the road. No, when they cast her. Hey, originally. hashtag it's all connected, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. And some of this stuff, they kind of play by ear. But she's so good at, they asked a lot of her on this show, and Paul Bettany, actually, now that, I, now that I think about it. They asked a lot of them on this show, and they knocked it out of the fucking park. She is amazing in each one of the episodes playing the different time periods. She was awesome in that. Uh, Paul Bettany as Drunk Vision was fucking hilarious. I <laughs> love that. I love that. I love Darcy. I thought any scene that she was in was just, they gave her like the best lines and she completely delivered it. Uh, I loved all of the different theme songs to all of the different uh, episodes uh, through the different periods. I thought those songs were actually really, really good. And I like that it 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 somehow, if you had told me like when they first introduced her in uh, Age of Ultron, that at some point we would get a Scarlet Witch in the comic accurate costume. I would have said there's no fucking way that that's going to work. Like there's no way. And the fact that they were able to pull it off in a TV show and not only make it work, but give it some gravitas. It's stunning storytelling. It's stunning storytelling. So, um, yeah, I like the fact that it follows the traditional Marvel quote unquote recipe, uh, and I like the fact that it got a little wacky at the beginning, but there was a reason for it. And uh, the emotional stuff at the end, I thought, worked perfectly. It's like chef's kiss for that one. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much everything that I liked about it. All right. Aubrey, how about you? It sounds like you're a huge fan. So. I loved it. I looked forward to it every week. And I'm pretty sure every week I was harassing you guys to see when you watched it. <laughs> <laughs> so I had somebody to talk to about it. Um I didn't think I was going to like this show as much as I did. Um, I thought it was just going to be kind of meh for me, but it was, it was so great. The beginning, I'll get to the beginning later, but everything at the end made everything throughout the show, like 10 times better. Like once you learn all of the secrets of the whole series and why everything is the way it is. It just amplifies the amazingness of the entire show. And I love Elizabeth Olsen. I think she did phenomenal. I love the new outfit. Uh, Catherine Hahn is <laughs> just the best. Uh, Paul Bettany. Amazing. I think they did a really good job with everything. All right. Well, for me, I got I'm so glad to see all this Elizabeth Olsen love on the show today. I got to tell you guys cuz I've been banging that drum for a while. So, just saying, just saying. But yeah, man, uh this show is fucking fantastic. Uh I was a little put off in the first couple episodes cuz I I liked it, but I wasn't sure where it was going. And like you said, Aubrey, once they start hitting the reveals, which was probably around episode 4, I want to say. Yeah, it was just breakneck nonstop. Uh, like the performances are amazing. The show looks great. The special effects are great. Uh, the storytelling is fantastic. That whole episode about her going back in time with uh, Agatha and seeing like all the terrible things that happened to mm-hmm. her—that um, was amazing. A lot of it was heartbreaking too, but it was—it was that was fan- fucking fantastic. And it was like Niagara Falls, Frankie Angel, when she gets that fucking uh, plot. <laughs> The house with the heart drawn on it. Like, oh, God. And then uh, when they 
the very end too the, the two of them in the after the wave is the the hex is like closing and the waves coming towards our house and like the two of them just talking in the uh living room yep. oh it's like this must be must be some dust in the air around here or something <laughs> i'm a big romantic sap so uh yeah that stuff hits me hard fam uh yeah so you know it's just a lot of tears a lot of tears but yeah it was great and i i, I really liked that they explored how fucked up shit was for her after Endgame because if you just watch the movie you're like oh it's a happy ending hooray but then you kind of look back and realize like her husband's dead slash boyfriend you know the vision's dead her brother never came back like everybody else got to go off and like Hawkeye gets to go home to his family Captain America gets to get those big ass British titties (laughs) back in time Um, you know everybody pretty much had a happy ending except her (laughs) The only other people that didn't have happy endings were like Black Widow and she's dead on a rock somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I really appreciated that. You know, the writers were like, okay, you know, that's fucked up. Like, how would that affect somebody? And, and they really showed that. Like, I really liked the way the show dealt with like grief and stuff like that. I, I loved it. And I know people like to make fun of it online about, about that it's not like it's a fucking like Oscar winning film or anything. But man, I just thought those were some great things to explore, especially in like a Marvel television show. So I really fucking like the show and that Scarlet Witch costume at the end was just perfect. Uh, Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Marcellus, we got to go to the bad though. Was there anything bad? I know we're, uh, we're all gushing here over WandaVision, but was there anything bad in the show that you didn't, or things you didn't like? Just, just a couple of things. Uh, I was really hoping for uh, Jimmy Woo's witness protection person for that story beat to pay off at some point towards the end. And I don't think they ever went back to it, but you know, that's just like a small typical thing or a small thing for me. You know, no big deal regarding the overall story. Um, And I, I'm still confused. I was hoping maybe you guys can explain this to me. The beginning of the, of um, Jimmy Woo's investigation where there's two cops who are, you know, standing there who don't know what Westview is. They're from a town called Eastview, and he said Westview doesn't exist. But there's a sign right there that says Westview. And when Wanda got off the highway, when she's going to the plot of land, she gets off on the exit that's Westview, New Jersey. So Westview does exist. Can you guys explain to me what the hell those cops were talking about with Eastview? Uh, they they showed that, too, was the, uh, the hex was affecting them the closer and closer they got to it. So... That's why it pulled uh, Monica in. It was affecting different people differently, but it was affecting those cops. So they didn't. So it was protecting itself, basically. Just like Jimmy Woo said, it was giving him weird vibes. Like it didn't want him to be there. Okay. All right. I guess that kind of makes sense. So the cops don't live. They didn't go past the the hex wall, right? They only stayed on the outside of it. And, right. and to them, there is no such thing as Westview. It's only Eastview. Right. Okay. All right. I guess but maybe if they drew, drove 100 miles away, they, they would think there's a Westview. But right there, it was almost like it was protecting itself from outsiders coming in and ruining it. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Thank you. I knew I knew someone would be able to clear that up for me. It's magic. We ain't got to explain <laughs> shit. Yeah. And I thought uh, uh, Darcy had like a, a quick little scene at the inn. I wanted more Darcy. I mean, I like they did have to explain like why she wasn't there and like a throwaway line. But, you know, I kind of wanted a reunion of all of uh, the sword agents or the, uh, you know, the, the people behind the desk. I wanted a reunion of all of them back together. And uh, Darcy just like disappears for like an entire episode and then pops up at the end for one line and then she's gone. I, I thought little... for sure she was going to end up with Jimmy Woo. Um, he's probably married with kids. Probably if I remember from Ant-Man, he might be married already. But yeah, I just wanted a little bit more Darcy. That's it. They, the, the, end of the, the end of the episode seemed, or the end of the series seemed very, uh, we got to wrap this up. <laughs> we got we to gotta tie up these loose ends and get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. I saw online today, they said that one of the directors or producers or somebody had said that there was originally 10 episodes, but they had to tone down some of their ideas because of COVID. So Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I remember them talking about uh, they had to shut down for a while because of COVID, and they were just getting everything back up and running um, to make their yeah. uh, make and their release beca- date. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. 
Oh, no, no, that was it. Just to make their release date. Oh, yeah, because I was going to say it started to come into a thing where Disney wants the product now. <laughs> like Mandalorian was over. Everything else is getting delayed. We need something to keep people from canceling Disney Plus. So it had to it had to come. But anything else, Mark? Is that it? Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much everything that I didn't like about it. I mean, for the most part, everything else is just gravy. All right. Aubrey, anything for you that's bad? Um, I mean, the beginning was a little bit, it was hard to get into. And I could see why people would have quit after a bit. Um, because the beginning is very confusing and I don't really like cliffhangers. And I kind of wish that it all came out at once. So I could have binged it. And I think if it did come out, out all at once, people would have liked it a little bit better. Uh, but that's honestly the only gripe that I have. Hmm. All right. All right. You know, not to get it twisted. I don't want don't make people think that people are disliking the show because uh, it seems to be universally loved. Yes. Oh, the very, very few uh, detractors. So though they are very vocal as well. Ah, bad for me. Wow. Um, Not much. Not much bad here at all. Um, I wish Emma Caulfield got more to do. Uh, I appreciated them making her a red herring. But at the same time, you know. You cast a name actress and well, that's exactly what it was the point of it was, I guess. Right. (laughs) Right. To make us think that all this, all this stuff was going on, but it really wasn't. But yeah, I don't know. It just felt like a waste because I I did love her on Buffy back in the day. So, Um, yeah, honestly, dude, I don't have much at all that I disliked about this. I'm trying to think of anything. Um, And I got I got nothing. (laughs) I got nothing. There's really nothing that uh, that I disliked about this. Um, So, yeah. That's uh, that's WandaVision a little bit. But now I've got some questions for you guys. I came prepared. So. All right. All right. Uh, Aubrey, you touched on it just a tiny bit. Did you now do you prefer weekly or do you would you have preferred to binge the whole show in a weekend? I would have preferred to binge the whole show, but then I probably would have been more sad that it was ending. <laughs> this is true. Mark Ellis. Yeah, it's supposed to mirror the weekly television event of uh you know gathering around with your family and watching a tv show every week so yeah if it's designed to to come out every week then that works for me i'm fine with that all right i i agree with you guys i am not a fan of weekly releases i always say this i'm not a fan of weekly releases and then something releases weekly and i love it um like the mandalorian or this i i gotta tell you every weekend and sometimes it wasn't right away on friday but when we could get Together might have been Saturday or Sunday. My entire family would sit down and watch this together because we're all huge into Marvel. Well, me and the kids are huge into Marvel and Jen enjoys Marvel, but she's not like obsessed with it. So a lot of times I would have to be like, remember that? Remember this? Remember that? Remember that? Like pointing out little things <laughs> like Jimmy Woo's card trick. Um, but I liked it weekly <laughs> as much as I would have preferred to watch it all in like two days. So, all right. You have a question, Mark. Yeah, what was your favorite theme song out of the different theme songs? Let's go with uh, I guess, Aubrey. I guess I'll cross that off my list of questions. Then. <laughs> oh, I don't even know. I honestly really liked them all. That is the biggest cop-out answer. I know. I, I don't really know which one out of all. And maybe the Agnes one. Like when they revealed that it was her and they did the little theme song with her. Mm-hmm. Like, I killed Sparky, too. Then... That whole thing was really, really funny. All right. All right, Joey, what about you? Uh, without a doubt, it's Agatha all along. That's the best theme song. Yeah, I don't know why I called her Agnes Agatha. Um, that was amazing and unexpected and hilarious. And it was funny in my living room watching it with the family was that everybody was like, well, this is a bop. This is fire. And then it, she's like, oh, I killed a dog. And he's like, yo, fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> She really jumped up ahead of Thanos as like the worst villain in the MCU after because she killed a dog. <laughs> but I will say the uh, second episode WandaVision theme song was also uh, was also an earworm. And I, I have watched the 10 hour version of it, but not all 10 hours of it. Oh, <laughs> Is that like the, the B which one, like the black and white one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, I love uh, I agree with you. I love the Agatha all along theme song. But the one that really like made me like really pay attention to it was the eighties theme song and the uh <laughs> like the the full house 
slash Family Ties theme song with little pictures of baby vision. <laughs> that killed me. That fucking killed me. So yeah, that was my jam. That was my original jam. And then the Agatha one just kind of blew it out of the water. But uh, I love that they, 80s that eighties one. They did a really good job with the theme songs and a lot of the stylings of the um, sitcoms that they were aping. Yeah. Even the Malcolm in the Middle one. Not just the theme song, but like the way the show was while it was still being the the Malcolm in the Middle episode, like the way the kids would stop and like turn and talk to the camera. And like they did a really good job with that stuff. It was great. Yeah, all of those songs were written by uh, a husband and wife duel that writes. They wrote songs for like Frozen and um, they do like pretty much all of the big Disney ones. Um, Coco they did too so they're like amazing songwriters and the fact that they got to do different time periods songs for different time periods and each one sounds so good they are amazing they are absolutely amazing I wish I could remember their names but um, it's a husband and wife duel that wins like every award whenever whenever they get nominated hey Agatha all along was number one on iTunes for a while there so <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous alright my next question uh, what did you guys think of their kids Aubrey um, I don't know. Their kids are kind of a little annoying. What? I don't know if I really like the kids. Wow. Oof. Uh, Mark. I thought the kids were great. I thought they were fantastic. I loved when I loved in the final episode where um, I think uh, Vision tells the kids, all right, you guys handle the soldiers. So then the, the quick one like runs around and when he comes back, he's wearing shades and a sword hat <laughs> and like high fives his brother. I love that. I want more of I'm I'm pretty sure that they're grooming those kids to be young Avengers. Like and, and I can't wait for that. I can't wait to see like them as teenagers uh kicking ass with some other young superheroes. I think it's going to be awesome. So uh, yeah, I like those kids. I thought they were great. All right. I I got to tell you Aubrey, I also love the kids. I thought they were good kid actors and I uh, I loved their little moments and like Markella said their final moment in the finale when they got to use their powers was awesome. Uh, and yes, Mark, they are. They are going to be in the Young Avengers. Uh, they're Wiccan and Speed are the two of them, and they are members of the Young Avengers. So they're definitely setting up Young Avengers, by the way. Yeah, right. There, there's, <laughs> there's no way. There's no way around it. it. It's, it's happening. Yeah, we've got Wiccan. We've got Speed. We've got uh, Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, mm-hmm. coming. Um, Patriot is supposed to be in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Nice. Um, They'll probably put Miss Marvel in there, even though she's technically not a member of the Young Avengers. And America Chavez is coming in Doctor Strange too. So I mean, we're we're getting Young Avengers. I'm really excited because that first miniseries is oh, it's good. And it's they really good. they recast Ant Man's daughter with uh yeah the girl yeah, from Freaky. So, uh, so yeah, we're getting it. It's coming. <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna be a movie or a TV show, but I can't wait, man. Um, all right, uh, did you have another question, Mark? Uh, yeah, I have a question. Do you guys think Hayward is the villain? Because <laughs> I, I was, I was questioning that. When you think of what Wanda did to this town, and you think of what Hayward, what Hayward's um, job was to do, I mean, yeah, he did some shitty things, but think about what Wanda did. Do we really want to say that Hayward's the the villain of this piece? What do you guys think, um, Aubrey? I think so. I think he pushed her to kind of break. And I don't think she would have really done that had he not given her the idea that she could do that or pushed her to feel as much grief as she did. I think he knew that she was unstable and he took advantage of it. Okay. All right. Joey, what about you? Um, I think everybody is, well, with the exception of some characters, but I think a lot, Wanda and Hayward are both shades of gray. I mean, the things that she did are terrible, but you understand why she did them and you feel bad for her. You don't get as much understanding with Hayward as to why he's doing things, but you understand why, you know, they're setting up a perimeter and they're trying to stop Wanda. Maybe they want to shoot her with a fucking missile because she's the most powerful Avenger and they can't control this shit. And it doesn't seem like she's going to let them stop or even talk to anybody about it. So that's scary shit, man. So if you were just looking at him as sword showing up outside of the hex and trying to figure out how to stop this or end it then he's really not a bad guy, but he did all that shit with vision. So he's also got some very bad things going on. And you start to think like Aubrey said, a lot of it was maybe egging her on or trying to get access to some part of her powers to reanimate what he had. Mm-hmm. So 
nobody comes out looking good in this. Well, Elizabeth Olsen always looks good, but <laughs> nobody comes out looking good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I was pretty much. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I was siding with him, but I'm like, yeah, you know, he's a he's an agent of sword. He has to do a job. Uh, he is going about it the wrong way. But the moment where he opened fire on the two kids, that's when I'm like, fuck this guy. Yeah, yeah, that's a little rough. That's a little weird. I'm not really sure why he's just started. He went from, you know, being a halfway decent person to uh, creating evil vision and then trying to shoot kids. <laughs> It's like if there's any doubt in your mind of whether this guy is a bad guy or not, we're just going to – like I said, we got to wrap this up. So here we go. Here's the most despicable thing. We already killed the dog. So let's just go. Let's just show him try to kill the kids. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, what did you think about the Fox X-Men Quicksilver, a.k.a. Pietro, fake Pietro, uh, the whole – Everything that happened with him, with the fake out of him just being some guy named John Boner and everything like that. Aubrey. That was Ralph. Was Ralph. it Ralph? Yeah, Ralph I'm Boner. Ralph Boner. Um, it says he's going to be back, too. At least I read a rumor that he's going to. I'm wondering how they're going to really do that. And if Agatha had control over him in X-Men, how like how is that going to work? I don't know. And I'm I'm not sure. I feel like there's now more holes in it than there were before. If he never comes back, will you be upset? Probably not. Okay. I know a lot of people were pissy about it. Mark Ellis, what about you? Yeah, I know all of the people that were thinking this was like a, a window into the X-Men universe. Like, I never thought that at all. I just figured... You know, from a filmmaker's point of view, they're like, all right, we're going to do WandaVision. Wouldn't it be cool if we got, uh, what's his name? Andrew Taylor Johnson or whatever that, whatever that guy's name is. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't it be cool if we got him back to play her brother? And he's probably like, and, then, eh. and he's like, fuck you. I'm, I'm, I'm a movie star now. <laughs> you shouldn't have killed off my character. So I'm done with you. And then they're sitting around like going, well, it'd be cool if he came back. Who could we get? And someone with big balls was like, hey, why don't we get the other Quicksilver? And every, I'm sure everyone around the room was like, that's so crazy. It just might work. So I'm sure it's just like a big casting stunt. It's like a joke for us. I don't think it's like the back door to a fucking X-Men universe that's going to be coming soon. So I was fine with it. I thought he was I thought he was funny. I thought, actually thought he did a really good job. He came in for a few episodes and he was really good playing that character. I am kind of curious how they left it off, though. Like with him, like is Agatha going to be living with him now? <laughs> like in that house? Well, that was that was the house that had the everything in the basement. That was the same house. Yeah, so Agatha's going to be the nosy neighbor, and everyone's just going to let her live there with Ralph. Yep, Ralph Boner. <laughs> Agatha Agnes Boner. <laughs> Um, yeah, I agree with uh, both of you guys. I, I liked him a lot in the role. I thought it was funny when he showed up and it was it was pretty shocking. Um, but it was more meta casting than anything, unless they're going to do something with it. I'd like to see some kind of residual from the hex, maybe keep him with speed powers and maybe he'll show up at some point in the future. But uh, I didn't have a problem with it. I don't people that were expecting like the Fox X-Men universe to show up at the end of this were really out of left field. <laughs> Some of the theories people came up with were just ridiculous and just no way this shit was going to happen. Um, you know, there was no way to satisfy people that were thinking like Hugh Jackman Wolverine is showing up in the finale. Like it's, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> They're not going to rush X-Men out anyway. Um, that's, I feel like that's Marvel's last like Trump card to play with the MCU. Like, we're going to get Fantastic Four, and then as you know, we get a little further, maybe two, three, four years from now, when uh, people are going to be like, all right, I'm getting kind of sick of uh, Marvel stuff. They're going to drop that trailer with the 90s X-Men theme in it, and everybody's <laughs> going to lose their fucking shit, and MCU's back on the menu, boys. You know, <laughs> Mark Ellis, another question. Ah, forget it. Forget me. Just go, go right ahead. All right. So my next question is um, – Jimmy Woo and Darcy in a spinoff. Would you guys be interested in that, Marcellus? No, I do not want that. <gasps> I think they were great in little bites, little little nuggets here and there sprinkled without, but you put them together in a show and suddenly it's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. all over again, and I don't want that. Oh, no. <laughs> well, we could bring like 
Chloe Bennett back, and then there'd be three cool people on the show. But okay, all right, Aubrey, what about you? Um, I think they'd be cool coming back, like in other things, like Falcon and Winter Soldier and Thor and stuff. I I'd like to see more of them together in those types of things rather than like their own spinoff series. Okay. All right. Well, you guys suck. I would be down for a spinoff. I don't think I would want like a 10 episode season, but you know, maybe like a hour special or something with them encountering some really ridiculous things from Marvel's past <laughs> that they could bring in the MCU, like Howard the duck or something like that. I could, I could see that would be fun if it had good writing and stuff. But I think uh, what the show for WandaVision kind of proves to us too, is that no character is forgotten. And no character is left behind. So who knows what other obscure characters they're going to pull out of their ass. But they could also put these guys in other shows, too. So, all right. Another question for you guys. So let's say we were going to do a season two of WandaVision. But it doesn't even have to star Wanda and Vision. But it could if you wanted it to. What genre would you want it to be about? Because this was about sitcoms. So what genre of television shows do you think it should be about, Aubrey? Oh, I don't know. Maybe mystery, thriller. It'd be kind of cool. John Boner as Columbo. <laughs> yeah. Mark Ellis. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a good one. I'm, I'm thinking maybe like a Sherlock Holmes type of story, like mm-hmm. a, a mystery. Scooby Doo. <laughs> not, not Scooby Doo. No, that would <laughs> that would be kind of cool. It could bring the dog back. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I think like a like a. a, a a Sherlock Holmes intricate mystery would be cool for vision and Wanda to get into. Okay. All right. Um, so originally when I thought of this question, my immediate reaction was cop shows like cop rock, Hill street blues, um, the shield, like all sorts of ridiculous, like cop television show tropes, law and order, you know, things that they could get into something, some kind of adventure. Cause they're technically like, they are an authority figure that, fights crime because they're superheroes. So there would be a cool kind of thing to play with those tropes. But then I was thinking about it more and I would want it to be animated mm-hmm. and I want it to be anime and it would just be anime tropes the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and then John Boner could show up and say, why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? <laughs> Perfect. I think that would be fun, but I mean, just about any genre, if they want to deconstruct it, could be cool. I just don't think we'll ever get a season two of this, unfortunately. All right. Could we just have just them come back in like an 80s TV show? Can we just stick to like like the whole Full House Family Ties 80s vibe and just do a whole series of that? I'll be fine with that. With them and the kids getting into wacky adventures set in the 80s. But it needs to be fun. I can't take any more Wanda grief anymore. Right. <laughs> My tear ducts can't take it. I'm sorry. Even I got upset. And I'm <laughs> hard to break. That's right. Aubrey's cold and dead inside. I am. <laughs> and I, even I broke. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to ask one last thing. Uh, what did you guys think of uh, Monica getting powers and potentially being a hero in the future? Mark Ellis? I love the part where the, the agent comes up to her and she's like, Monica, you're wanted in the theater. And I'm like, oh, I see what you did there. That's subtle. Yeah, she's she's wanted on a big screen in the theaters. So, uh, yeah, I'm down for that. You know, she barely got to use her powers. Um, you know, and she doesn't even I don't even think she really understands what she's capable of. So I am worried about Captain Marvel, too, being a little overpacked with, uh, you know, you got her. Obviously, Carol Danvers is going to be back. Uh, and then Miss Marvel is going to be in there, too. And then you have the villain. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure how they're going to make it all work. But I'm excited for her to team up with Nick Fury and uh, get into some uh, some superhero shit in space. I'm down for that. I wouldn't be surprised if we see her again in Secret Invasion. I don't know what comes out first, Captain Marvel 2 or Secret Invasion. But I mean, a scroll asking her to go up to space is pretty much implying she's going to see Nick Fury. So... That might be out first. Uh, Aubrey, what about you? Um, I was really excited to see her. I thought that she did a phenomenal job. She was really funny when she was just playing the part on the show, too. That was really funny. Um, But I I really enjoyed her and her superpowers, too. And I I almost wonder where she went at night 
because they, they were talking about how she didn't have a home or anything. So where was she living? Where did Fonda have her? Maybe she was sleeping at uh, John Boner's house. <laughs> Ralph Boner's house. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Captain Marvel, 80s Captain Marvel is like one of my favorite Avengers of all time. So I'm really excited to see her in person. Uh, the actress that played her was very cute. And uh, yeah, bring it on. Give me more. Like Britney Spears says, give me, give me more, give me more. <laughs> oh, you know, I did have, I did have one more question. Um, what did you guys think of the vision V vision fight at the end? I thought it was good. I like how he destroyed him with wits. That was really funny. I also enjoyed it. I liked when they were fighting. Uh, it looked good, like with superpowers being used. And then I liked that. I, I did enjoy uh, him using his wits to, uh, make the other vision fly away. And I mean, it's pretty obvious what's going to happen with that other vision, right? Like, no, please explain it to me. What's going to happen with the other vision? That's the, that's the real reason for the question. The normal vision. He has all the same memories and everything. He just didn't have any emotions, but then he started to feel emotions and he was confused and flew off. So he's going to come back and be like, Hey, Wanda, I'm back. Except for I'm all, right. I'm all white edition, like Gandalf. Welcome back. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I also really liked the fight. I thought the fight was really cool. Um, yeah, and I love that the way that they were both Vision and either one was Vision. I thought that was really cool, too. And I just want to say, I really quickly, I also really love the way that Wanda won at the end. It's it's classic superhero tropes, but to see her do it, to see her like get from that point of, of you know, just just sadness and 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 grief, but still have the smarts to learn how to beat her opponent. I thought that whole scene was amazing. I know a lot of people give it shit for, you know, two witches flying around, but I thought it was fucking dope. I loved it. She looked really good in that outfit at the end. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. I was like, oh, there we go. There's Joey's happy, happy time. That's right. <laughs> All right. So I think we've gushed about this show enough. Let's get it a score out of five with zero being the worst and five being the best. What do you got for WandaVision, Aubrey? I'm going to give it a five out of five. Oh, wow. Mark Ellis, how about you? Uh, I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5. All right. And I am going to go 5 out of 5. <laughs> I thought this was awesome. And I think it's a combination of uh, you know a lot of factors. But, man, this was a great show. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I think if you are a Marvel or MCU fan, there's no way you don't like this show. Uh, I think if you are not into Marvel movies at this point, I don't know why you're even watching this stuff anymore. <laughs> 10 years in. I mean, it's, it's just not for you. At some point, it's not for you. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so maybe just not watch it. But enough about us and WandaVision. Let's wrap it up before we tap it up. And let's get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey, what do you got? Um, I recommend everybody should go see Raya and the Last Dragon. I saw it yesterday. Uh, the movie theaters are open here. So uh, I went back to the movies with Noah. He was super excited to actually go to the theaters because that's like his favorite thing to do. Um, and he was willing to see any movie that we <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we stuck with Raya and The Last Dragon because there was no way I was paying for Tom and Jerry. <laughs> and it was really good. He gave it 100 out of 100. Um, and... It, it had a really sweet message to it, and it was it was just really good. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, me and Marcellus can't go see that in the movie theater because uh, there's a Cinemark Monopoly where we live, and uh, Cinemark ain't playing it. So, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Marcellus, how about you? You know, I want to recommend a new documentary that's on Netflix um, all about the life of Biggie Smalls. Uh, it's a documentary about his life, and it, it's – it's done better than I thought it was going to be. I love uh, I love any kind of old school hip hop documentaries, but this one was really cool. I had it on my uh, wish list to watch when it came out, and it dropped super early, so uh, I got a chance to watch it. And it's it's just amazing if you love you know '90s hip hop. So the the name of the documentary is called Biggie. I got a story to tell. Probably like an hour and a half, and it's not really fluffy. It's 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 a really really good. Uh, understanding of where he came from with a lot of footage that I don't think a lot of people have seen yet. So uh, it's on Netflix. Check it out. All right. Well, I will suggest that you go to so where you can find the podcast every week. 
links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page, movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. So is podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or just about anywhere under the sun that you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search So Is Your Podcast. You'll find hours of free exclusive content. There are tons, and I am not kidding, tons of movie reviews and interviews going up daily on, on the channel. Adam is killing it. Um, there is a ton of reviews of some new lower budget indie horror movies that have been coming out. And I, I think there might be some gems in there you want to hear about and check out. So definitely go to YouTube and check out our content. We have a Patreon, patreon.com backslash podcast, where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes and other things. This month coming up, you'll get our review of Coming to America, as well as myself, Adam, and now bringing Aubrey on for a change on the Star Wars video podcast this month. And I will be reviewing some things on Just Joey as well. I think that's everything I wanted to say. And uh, I will suggest that you check out uh, Pacific Rim, The Black on Netflix. It is a new anime series set in the world of Pacific Rim. And it is what I will be reviewing on Patreon this month. I've watched about two episodes of it so far, and I'm not going to say a word other than that. But maybe you should check it out and let us know what you think. Also, I will echo Aubrey and say check out Raya and the Last Dragon, because that, my friend, is what we will be reviewing next week on the podcast. But that is going to do it for episode number 344 of the So Wizard podcast in a row. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host has been the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. So long, and thanks for all the fish. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Uh, as Agnes would say, okie dokie artichoke. Everybody have a good <laughs> week, and Wakanda forever. Uh, we'll see you guys next week for Rhea and the Last Dragon. Good journey. <laughs> Sparky too. <laughs> <laughs>